0: Uh, which Star Wars character do you wish was your best friend? Mm. There's a lot of options here, I think. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick, before questions, we need to send a shout-out to Kinwood who joined our Patreon at the Jedi Council level this past week, which is insanely generous, so thank you so much for your support.
1: For our first question, Cameron's story asks our thoughts on the supposed Disney Plus 2024 schedule.
0: Yeah, so earlier this week, uh, I think it was Disney Plus UK put out a press release that was talking about all of the new shows that are coming out, not just in Star Wars, but Marvel and other fandoms and properties. But they listed The Acolyte and Skeleton Crew, and that's it. Uh, That doesn't really surprise me. I do think that The Bad Batch is still in the mix. I would be surprised if it got pushed out of 2024.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the title of the article was something about like new shows coming in 2024. So maybe I-, I took that as Bad Batch season three was still coming, but it's a season three of an ongoing show. So maybe that's why it wasn't on there. And also because it wasn't live action.
0: Yeah, I-, I think you are potentially right there. I-, I have to go back and look at the press release, but it could just be about here's all the new series coming. Uh, I, I, do know that they listed some animated projects like the X-Men 97 reboot. Uh, but again, that would be something new to Disney plus. Yeah. And so I, I, would just be really surprised if Bad Batch didn't come out next year. Uh, same with Tales of the Jedi. Um, Andor though, that's really what sparked a lot of discussion of like, are we still getting Andor in 2024? I was skeptical we would get Andor next year Even without this press Mm. release happening.
1: Yeah, because the strikes, when the strikes happened, Andor was still in like pre production, right?
0: Oh, no, they were close to finishing.
1: But they still had filming to do?
0: Yeah, they had like, I don't know how much left. They were close to finishing all of their filming. Mm. So I did think it was possible that, you know, they could do post production on the episodes that they had filmed and then finish filming, and then go into post-production for those last two episodes, or however many. And I thought thought it was possible for 2024, but it would be, like, right on the edge.
1: Yeah, I kind of expected it to be pushed to 2025, unfortunately. But it is giving us the opportunity to get to brand new shows that are highly anticipated.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I was looking forward to having three shows and everything, but that's, it, it's... It is what it is. I'm still very, very excited for the Acolyte. The whole thing with potentially skeleton crew getting pushed an entire year, I feel like that is, if they want it to be a a holiday season show, (laughs) then there's not really room in the schedule for all three of them because I don't think Andor is going to be done before the holiday season.
1: I think it's good to give some room for the Mandalorian. Like, I don't, I don't know if anyone thought there would be another season of Mando next year.
0: They haven't even entered filming for that yet, so there's no way.
1: I think it's it's fine. I mean, it, like you said, it would be great to have another live-action show in there somewhere, but better safe than sorry. Like, I want them to take their time.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's... It's going to be basically like it was this year, 2023. We'll probably get... The Bad Batch, instead of Star Wars Visions, we'll get Tales of the Jedi, I'm guessing, and two live action shows.
1: Lauren G. wants to know what we think the most lasting part of the sequel trilogy will be.
0: They used the example of just Ewan McGregor being, like, beloved by every Star Wars fan as Obi-Wan Kenobi. What are some of the things that you think are really going to pop out, especially as we're entering, like, almost the 10th anniversary of The Force Awakens?
1: The Relos.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I think just the characters in general,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: are the answers for me.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, Ray Finn and Poe as like the core three, and Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo, I guess. So those four, uh, will definitely be the big heroes for a different generation.
0: I, if I had to pick one, that's kind of like the Ewan of the sequel trilogy. I think I would go with Adam Driver and Kylo Ren. I I, I think he was my Favorite thing to watch throughout all three.
1: Yeah. I wonder if he would ever return to Star Wars. Because he's like... He's done a bunch of like really highbrow stuff since then. Yeah, but I mean like... (laughs) But he also did 65 so (laughs) that's true
0: (laughs) that's true i did watch that this past year yeah Uh, not my favorite (laughs) uh it was a perfect plane movie though so if you see it's like 80 minutes long if you're stuck on a plane and you want something just silly to watch (laughs) it's out there but yeah like i feel like adam driver uh wants to stretch his legs and not just do star wars but i'm i don't think he'd be against returning sure if they can get Harrison Ford back.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was also going to say all the memes, like the somehow Palpatine Returned meme <laughs> is a good one. Just Palpatine in general coming back I mean, is see, a big moment.
0: To me, that's like one of the things that didn't work for me in The Rise of Skywalker. I knew it going in because I didn't like it in Dark Empire and Legends either. Uh, but that's kind of the cycle of Star Wars is that something happens and at first you're like, Ugh, I don't like that. But then you get like the dead speak and somehow blah, blah, blah is returned and then it starts to become fun and it, it just happens like that over and over for even things like back in the 80s Marvel comics or the holiday special is the perfect example of things that are now memed and enjoyed by Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. So even the things that I didn't like about Palpatine's return, for example, I'm like, it's, it's going to come around on me, I think.
1: Yeah. And then I think another thing, unfortunately, will be the how divisive it it became in within the fandom itself. I think that's going to live on for a long time.
0: I wonder if it's going to fade away once we get into like the new crop of films and the sequel trilogy fans that grew up with it they're going to find something that's divisive to them. I feel like the cycle's going to repeat. Sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. (laughs) The Battlestar Galactica, all of this has happened before, all of it will happen again. Yeah. Prequels, sequels, like, I just think it's probably going to keep on happening.
1: Brock Kloster asks, what reference books are must-haves? And Leo wants to know our opinion on the High Republic character encyclopedia.
0: So we just got both the character encyclopedia and the Dawn of Rebellion. Uh, visual guide. They just came out this past week. I haven't seen this
1: one yet, so I'm just going (laughs) to read it while you talk.
0: I mean, neither of us have had a chance to really dive into either one of these yet.
1: I I turned right to Therm Scissor Punch!
0: (laughs) Perfect. So, from what I've seen of the character encyclopedia, I really enjoy it. Like they In the opening pages had new details that I didn't know about the High Republic era. So... So far, so good. I'm really looking forward to just taking some time over the holiday season to read both of these. Mm -hmm. I feel like we haven't had uh, a lot of Star Wars reference books lately. And so, especially something like the Dawn of Rebellion visual guide, I'm like, yeah, this is bringing me back.
1: That one is a good one, too. I mean, I love the timelines book, but this is like specifically the the Rebellion timeline kind of broadened a little bit which is nice to to just be able to like pick apart different moments of that chunk of time in its own book
0: and they do place some specific events in the timeline which is always nice for me and speaking of that i would say that my favorite reference book is the timelines book uh i i love this one it was just made for me basically but it came out uh april or may like right around when star wars celebration happened Mm. Uh, immediately had me... Oh, yeah, it had to be April because I was changing things in the Canon Timeline video. So that one, I think, is a must-have. If you're looking for any others, uh, I would just go with, like, this one, the Complete Visual Dictionary because you can kind of go movie by movie, Mm -hmm. but this one collects just about all of the films uh, up through Episode nine, I think. You know, you can get... Deeper into like the the vehicles and the incredible cross sections. but this one does a little bit of everything. So I, I feel like it's a good, well-rounded one to have.
1: Do the art of books count? Yes, as reference books? Yeah, those those are some of my favorite ones to read just because all the the stuff that's written in it is really interesting, and you get to get a better sense of what some of the behind the scenes processes were.
0: That's the closest thing we have right now to just like a making of this movie book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mostly, it's centered around the concept art for all of them. Uh, but they also have them for The High Republic and Galaxy's Edge and stuff. But yeah, those are really fun and interesting to read into the process. So it's more of like a an out-of-universe reference book, but still, still fun.
1: This one I am really excited to dive into though, because I'm almost finished with Eye of Darkness and I just being able to read the High Republic books and then go through this and look at what they all look like is like really helpful for me. I'm a very visual learner, so there's so many names and so many characters in those High Republic books. So having this as like a little bit of a guide to keep track of all that in your head helps a lot.
0: Yeah, I know people have said that's like a bit of a hurdle for them It's just there's so many names and that is true. Uh, even I am like, okay, which Jedi is that? And I've had to look them up on Wikipedia, but now we'll have this to just flip to and be like, okay, right, it's that one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, th- sometimes the characters will be on the covers, but they need to like condense this and like put little character bios of who's in which book in the books themselves. (laughs) That would probably be a lot, but having this I think will help a lot.
0: Today's video is brought to you by HelloFresh. The holidays are right around the corner, and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. As YouTubers, Molly and I have a crazy and often unpredictable schedule, and the holidays are no different. That's where HelloFresh's 15-minute meals come in. These quick fixes help you get a wholesome meal on the table in less time than it takes to get delivery. So skip that extra grocery store trip, and instead get fresh ingredients and delicious recipes delivered with HelloFresh. Just pick your meals, decide on a delivery date, And sit back. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh has made it so much easier for Molly and I to enjoy cooking healthy meals together every night. We just choose from over 40 recipes every week to fit our tastes, so we're always trying new things. We've stepped up our cooking and tried all kinds of dishes we wouldn't have without HelloFresh. It not only saves us time, but also money. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. That means less stress in your day and more money back in your pocket. Go to HelloFresh.com StarWarsFree and use code StarWarsFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com StarWarsFree with code StarWarsFree.
1: Jane Dalton wants to know what we want our silly names to be if we ever got to play background characters in Star Wars.
0: Yeah, that, speaking of the the visual dictionaries and stuff, this would be a character that is in a couple frames in the background, but somehow they still get like a little. Here's a picture of that person and what their stupid name is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Elon Sleaze Bagano or mm-hmm. Therm Scissor Punch or the some of the examples that Jane threw out. Um, I I want to be a pilot. In Star Wars, and ideally, my name would be Gavin Darklighter, but that's not uh, a stupid name. So, <laughs> in my ideal world, I deliver a line, or maybe I don't, and I just get shot and I explode in my X-wing or whatever. So, I would want my name to be something like uh, Boomy Explosion, Splo- <laughs> like just to play on an explosion or so Splosiono. You're,
1: you're gonna like go out in a blaze of glory. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Mine's really dumb. I want to be like uh, a background character in like a, the CD underground, maybe a, a a villain of some kind, maybe a bounty hunter, uh, hanging out like in Jabba's palace kind of okay. deal. But my name would be Emal Flatuoso, <laughs> but they would call me Toots. That's my nickname. Emo
0: Toots Flatuoso. She uses stink bombs to <laughs> to take down her quarry. Oh,
1: Toots is here. <laughs> oh,
0: look out, it's Toots.
1: <laughs> on to YouTube questions. Jedi Pastor Aaron asks if we'd recommend reading the High Republic in release or chronological order.
0: I feel like every time a new phase starts, uh, we get this question a lot. Uh, I've done a couple videos on it um, for phases one and two, but now that like two is done and there is a very chronological order to read these in I Think I would still go with release order just because Phase one builds to certain events that then we get to see in phase two and it's kind of cool to be like Oh now we're finally learning that story and then we're only one novel into phase three right now and a few comics, but Even that, like Eye of Darkness had some really fun connections back to phase two that I was like, oh, I'm glad I read those first. Mm -hmm. But I really don't think it's going to make that big of a difference.
1: Well, now that phase two is done and we're into phase three, I would be curious to see what phase two was like for people who have never read any of the books and Mm -hmm. then start with phase two. Because for us, like for me, I guess... Starting in phase one, getting to know all those characters, and then going to phase two to a completely different time, different characters, similar, you know, timeline events were happening, but it was so different that it f- kind of felt odd to me to like jump to such a different story. So I'd be interested to see what people think of doing two, one, three. Right. But. I, I still think one kicks it off really well and like gets you really excited to keep reading. So I still would do one, two, three. <laughs> that,
0: that's kind of my... Up to or, you though. Yeah, that that's kind of my feeling too is that I felt that one was so strong and Light of the Jedi is such a great introduction to the era that it's going to get you all hyped up. And I wonder if like, they they mapped out the whole story and the era and everything, and maybe they chose to bounce around a little bit because Phase 2 is a little bit more world-building, uh, a little more setting of the stage, whereas 1 and so far 3 have felt like a lot more action and climactic events. So if you haven't gotten into The High Republic yet, I do think reading Phase 1 would be just more fun. Mm-hmm. And then... You, you can kind of like ride through phase two. And now now that all of phase two's out, you can get back to the phase three stuff in those characters really quick.
1: Mm-hmm. D'Shaz wants to know why Chirrut wasn't able to learn to wield the force like Sabine.
0: Yeah, that's kind of an interesting question because Chirrut, you know, he seemed like a pretty balanced dude. He believed in the force fully. Uh, I, I do think that the force worked through him. Uh, and he trusted it to work through him, but he just didn't seem to have that same control over it himself. And I, do, I wonder why. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't think he wanted to completely wield it as if to like to become a Jedi. I think he wanted to use it in his own way and probably didn't want the ma- master-apprentice relationship and the, the, the oh, trial sure. of going through to become a Jedi. He... Used it however he wanted to.
0: Yeah, I don't think he necessarily wanted to be a Jedi, but it does seem like he could have used some force powers.
1: I think for him it was more about faith. Yeah. uh, Than being able to float things.
0: You know, I don't know how much they've really gotten into the Guardians of the Wills, and maybe they don't want to use the force. Maybe they are more just like, I'll let the force work through me, but I won't command it myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that's possible but we also don't know Churit that well so it maybe he did want to use the force but there must have been something within him that was blocking him or something that felt out of balance maybe it was just the fact that he was living in a very chaotic world uh, or universe and specifically on a war torn moon mm-hmm. so I mean it would be tough
1: yeah Ziggy Space Dust asks if we are Doctor Who fans.
0: Uh, This is because of all of the stuff coming out on Disney and I know a lot of people are celebrating it. Uh, Hu Yang and David Tennant, we have that Star Wars connection. but Tom Baker. uh, Yeah, Tom Baker and the Bindu. But no, we're not really Doctor Who fans. We have tried a couple of times. We've seen episodes that we like, but it's just never really gripped me.
1: Yeah, it's like such a big show you know there's a big fandom behind it we've given it a solid try
0: a couple times a couple (laughs) solid
1: tries we watched the first season with
0: Chris Eccleston
1: yeah and we watched some of the second season and then we've watched like random episodes here and there but I don't know I mean it's just for me it feels like an overwhelming (laughs) fandom to try to get into and after giving it a couple of shots I'm like eh, it's not
0: really for me it, it is a lot I, I think it's maybe a little too campy for my taste although we did start the David Tennant years season two and I was enjoying it more but it just still didn't really hook us so maybe one of these days we'll try again I do really like the the weeping angels episode yeah uh, We like we've seen a handful of episodes that were very enjoyable but we just have never gotten into that fandom. And as we've been doing the past few months now, we're going to close out with a conversation card. Uh, Which Star Wars character do you wish was your best friend? Mm. There's a lot of options here, I think. Grogu. (laughs) Would he be a friend? Like... (laughs) or would he just be something cute you had around Uh, could he offer you advice (laughs) would he offer you advice and conversation or would he just sit there i don't
1: need advice or conversation
0: (laughs) you told me about how last night you were just talking the to Hilo. (laughs) (laughs) i i feel like you would want to have conversations with grogu i
1: talk to Hilo, but he doesn't talk to me back and it's fine (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah you, you, it's okay you don't want anyone to say anything back you just want is this a gonna, little green thing to talk at
1: is this just my only best friend from for the rest of time
0: that doesn't say that <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> i'm picking grogu
0: okay very That's predictable no surprise there answer well I'm, I'm gonna go a little predictable too i was gonna go with b2 emo just because i want to hug him yeah pick him up carry him around he looks heavy but <laughs> I want to I want to protect him and make sure he's safe he could and show him a good time
1: yeah he could play with Hilo and Pippin and you know we work from home so he you could put his little charging station right next to your desk and he could just talk to you all day yeah
0: he can charge away like he doesn't have to go out and find Cassian in the junkyard he can just hang out
1: are you gonna make him lie for you uh,
0: only if he has enough battery power I guess we'd have to get like something for the stairs he couldn't handle stairs on his own I doubt Yeah. we could get him like a, one of those little like, like, shoot down the stairs. Well, a little slide <laughs> either that or we just hear him like tumbling down every day mm-hmm. but yeah he just he just wants to be around people he was so sad in that episode when Marva died and he's like Brasso will you hang out with me I'm mm. like I'll hang out with you We'll take him. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel.
1: Follow us on X, Threads, Blue Sky, TikTok, and Instagram.
0: And as always, thanks for watching and may the Force be with you.